You're listening to the Nthcast. This is episode 19. I'm Josh. I'm JD, and you have made it to the final day of Antihero Week. <sighs> Congratulations. That's all. That's about the only word I can say for you. You know, I, I'm going to say that this is by far the best topic week we've done. And I'm not even lying. No, it is. I mean, dystopia was depressing as shit. Uh, we wanted to kill ourselves after day five uh, of dystopia. After day five, I wanted to kill myself day two. Yeah, well, we wanted to kill ourselves and everybody we knew after day five, I guess. I, do you need help? No, not at all. I mean, I got over it. I haven't killed anyone yet. Okay. I mean, I'm still here. Okay. But I would have to kill everybody else first. But nobody I know is dead. I feel like I need to edit all that out. <laughs> no, why? <laughs> I'm, I'm. I love how you always threaten to edit, but you never do. I never do. You know why? <laughs> why? Because I'm a lazy bastard. Because <laughs> editing podcasts is hard. I don't believe in censoring myself. No, because I mean, if you were listening to us live, this is what you would get. Right. Whatever comes out comes out. Right. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. So this today is film, right? Film. We've finally, done, we've done literature, we've done TV, but now we're in film, big screen, and there's a ridiculous amount. Of anti-heroes in film. There are. Uh, so we'll just do like we've been doing. We'll throw out some some names. Like, I'm okay with that. Know, before we get into our list, which aren't necessarily a list of top five or anything like that. Well, like you and I are apparently different about this. I did lists and you did like, yeah, this is what I want to talk about. Right. Which but, is fine. Yeah. We're different people. Which is good. Uh, yeah. If we were the same person, this would be a boring ass podcast. It may be boring already. It's not boring. It's just mm. special. I think the only thing we can say that we've achieved with this podcast is that we're not boring. That is true. At all. We're not atypical in any sense of the word. We're Well, us not being atypical is typical for us. Yeah, that's true. Right? This is who we are. We're, we're we certainly are. not a persona. And I'm comfortable with who I am. I like who I am. Like Agent Carter, I know my worth. Absolutely. Love that show. And are you going to miss it? I'm going to miss. It. I miss it now. That's true. It's already. In fact, over. I, I would not ba- shed a tear if they canceled Agents of Shield today and put more episodes of uh, Agent Carter on now. I'm kind of enjoying Agents of Shield this season, though. Are you? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is kind of picking up a little bit. Yeah. With the, hey, wait, is this movie day? It is movie day. Antihero. I'm sorry. That's okay. But, I started that's it. That's okay. But I am enjoying this season of Agents of Shield. It's the alcohol talking. Okay, well, let's throw out like we've normally done some classic ex- classic classic examples. examples of antiheroes in movies. Okay. Well, I take another drink. All right. Uh hey, some of the ones that jumped to mind first. Travis Bickle. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm okay with that. All right. Taxi driver. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Jason Bourne. Sure. For sure. He, um, not remembering Hellboy. who he is. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Sherlock Holmes last episode, TV, but yeah. Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Sherlock Holmes Of movies. the two, which do you prefer? You know, I don't know. They're, they're, they're different enough. To appreciate they, both. Each of them made the character their own, for I sure. I think so. That's I, I don't know if I would want to choose one over the other. No. I mean, I enjoy them both. And they're Just about the same thing. Yeah, okay. Um, mm, old school. All right. I'm ready for it. 
Luke Jackson. Cool, cool hand Luke. Cool hand Luke. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I love that movie. It was a great movie. I mean, you could even say Charles Foster Kane from Citizen Kane. Yeah. Have you ever tried to eat the eggs like in Cool Hand Luke? Shit, no. It's not possible. Why would you do that? It's absolutely. Not. I tried it one time, just on a really, yeah, on a whim. I had this. I had this thing when I was younger. I'm a little older now, but I would do anything for a dollar. Anything for a dollar, which is dangerous. And luckily, my friends didn't take advantage of me. But they dared me to do the Cool Hand Luke egg challenge uh, for a dollar. For a dollar, yeah. Do we do anything for a dollar now? No. $100, maybe, but a dollar, no. $100. Maybe. Anything? Maybe. But most of the challenges they had me do was food. Mm. Like, I I had I had some really disgusting food in my life, but I tried the egg thing, and I couldn't do it. We used to play poker where we would bet heinous things like bullion cubes or oh God. taking a bite from a banana with a peel on it or eating, eating a handful of Tums. Yeah. The worst uh, thing snorting, I've ever had. Snorting ice. Yeah, that's gross. That, ugh, the worst stupid. thing I've ever done, I had a spoonful of just straight up salt. Like a spoonful of salt. Oh. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's, it was awful. And done, I, I can still taste it. And it's, it's like making my mouth water. It's worse than you can even possibly imagine. What about the cinnamon cinnamon challenge? No, I've read the internet. and the, Yeah. No, I've never done that. I don't know why anybody thinks that would be okay. But the salt was really the worst, and that's when I stopped doing everything for a dollar. Okay, that's fine. You're welcome. Speaking of buying that for a dollar. <laughs> um, Citizen Kane is absolutely a good one. Yeah, I mean, you could even say that, uh, well, oh, <laughs> Tony Montana <laughs> from Scarface, sure. which they're going to do a remake. Really? I didn't know Which that. Which is ridiculous. There's no reason to remake that film. It holds there is up. And did you know that Scarface is a remake? Of what? Of a, I don't know, 30s or 40s Like an American movie. film? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. It wasn't titled Scarface before, and I'm sorry, I forget the name. I had okay. it. It wasn't Scarface. It was named something else. Uh, if somebody tweets us the name of that movie, I'll send you something fun. Something like a, anti-hero related. A picture of us. Signed. <laughs> yeah, who wants Cause that? Because we're anti-heroes. Who wants that? Well, we haven't made any professional uh, But yeah, yet. so I, I would I would actually say that Scarface would technically be the best remake. Sure. Ever. Ever. Not that, okay. okay. That's, that's a whole other topic that, yeah. for another time. But, yeah, remakes. We'll do a remake week. Uh, let's see. Well, since we learned our lesson from last episode yesterday well where you just ran through my list for me i did so i appreciate that. i did review your list and uh, kind of you i would say that uh, most of the characters from uh the devil's rejects were anti-heroes yeah but you don't you don't like rob zombie do you i'm not a fan of director well i'm not a fan of horror genre in films personally as you know if you go back and watch our tusk uh listen to our tusk review (laughs) yeah i will make that very clear but you know i've seen the devil's rejects i don't know how are they heroic can you explain that to me well you kind of have to watch the movie and within the context i've of seen that, the movie okay well but within the context of of what's happening there okay uh well 
No, no, I, I get what you say. I guess within the context of the movie, yes, they are heroic. Sure, I get that. Okay, thank uh, you for explaining it to me. That was, I, I explained nothing. Well, you, so you, 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 you said, gave me a free pass. You said within the context, and I was like, you know I what? Feel like, I feel like you can get away with saying any crazy shit that comes out of your mouth and say, well, within this certain it, context. If you take it in context, yeah, nah, right. that's true. That could be true of anything. Hmm. What a bitch way of getting out of things. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Jack you, Sparrow. Oh, yeah. Jack Pirates, Sparrow Pirates is definitely Cuban. a good example. Captain oh, Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack yeah. Sparrow. Um, I think that's pretty much it. But I did want to uh, go through the list. We, we had asked before. We had went to Twitter and asked if anyone had any of their favorite sure. um, uh, anti-heroes. And as luck would have it, the only examples we got were within the realm of film, which you know, kind of makes sense because a lot of the like super awesome, great anti-heroes are within the realm of film. Why, why are you licking your microphone? Because I just, I just do that are, sometimes. Really? It's a nervous habit. Licking a microphone. Licking whatever's close. And so... <laughs> we may need to edit that part out. Wow, you were cut off. Am I? For no more, more drinks for you. What am I cut off? No, I don't do that to me. That's like, <laughs> it's like neck. It's like ambrosia for me. So we got a couple of uh, a couple of suggestions from the Twitterverse, and uh, one of the other podcasts out there, the Shakecast. A couple of uh, guys from Detroit, and they are they're awesome. You need to listen to that podcast if you have not yet. We do. And we'll put a link to their podcast in our show notes. They're they're fantastic. It's a music podcast. They're from Detroit. They're super laid back. Um, More laid back even than us. Oh, if that's even They make us look high strung. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) They really go. Uh, But they, uh, they threw at us machete, which that's the way you say it. (laughs) Machete. I mean... And if you haven't seen that film, it's worth seeing. And there's two. Yeah. Uh, machete and Machete Kills. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's that's interesting. Uh, uh, well, I love the fact that, A, someone Res- gave us some feedback, which right. is always welcome. But Machete is a great antihero. Absolutely. And um, I, I remember he came to fruition out of one of the fake trailers done uh, during the Grindhouse right. uh, double feature of Planet Terror and um, dang it! I've closed my computer, so I don't. You even did, know. didn't you? Hang on, let me oh, open it. Oh gosh, we're horrible. Planet Terror was the Robert Rodriguez half of the Grindhouse double feature, and uh, come on, it's a Kurt Russell movie, Tarantino's right. entry. Anyway, as you're looking that up, God, we are, we suck. Are we that drunk? Sometimes. Remember. Uh, but that is not the first anti-hero that... Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and get in my list. Do it. If that's okay. I would love for you to get into your list. <laughs> Death Proof. See? Wow. We, did, we didn't need... No. We just needed to talk... We just need to talk it out. Sometimes you just need to talk it out. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to... Uh, that's what we're here for is to just talk through things. Or tug it out. One of the two. I'm not. I can't help you with that part. 
uh, you know, people may be tugging it out while listening to this podcast. I mean, if we're talking about machete. They should. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it's not the first time that Rob, Robert Rodriguez has uh, brought us a anti-hero to, to the screen. I might even say most of the protagonists in Robert Rodriguez movies are anti-heroes. Sure. But the one that would be on the top of my list, not the top of my overall list, but the top of the list from uh, the... Rob, Robert Rodriguez movies is uh, Seth Gecko from From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, and you know, first of all, I'm okay with that decision. I, I grew up in San Antonio. Robert Rodriguez is from the area, and he used to come into the video store that I managed. And um, does he remember you? Of course not. I bet he does. Of course not. He made an no, impact on his not. life. No, we had a lot of people come in there. Peter Weller. Tommy Lee Jones. I sold Tommy Lee Jones a copy of. Uh, remember when Star Wars was re-released on VHS with the new covers, the Stormtrooper, uh, Yoda. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. Okay. And what was the third one? Of course, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. So it's yeah. Darth Vader, Stormtrooper, and Yoda. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what year that was. It had been in the late '90s, I think. Would I think it was. I think it was the mid '90s. Like 95, 96, I think. Somewhere in there. Yeah. But those had just come out, and I sold him a copy really? of those when they were released. That's when they were gold, right? Like it was black and gold? Was no, this that? is the one before. Oh, before that. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just crazy to me to think that I sold a copy <laughs> of the original Star Wars trilogy to Tommy Lee Jones on VHS. That's because you're awesome. But... Uh, but normally I would want to take care of him as quickly as possible. Sure. Kind of avoid any, yeah. Any awkwardness. But he was nice. He seems Ugly pretty, as sin. He was even a, uglier in person. He seems intense. He is pretty intense. Like all the time But he intense. would normally come in with his daughter. And so, you know, I always try to be respectful. And there were times when people would be like, is that who I think it is? Like, oh, yeah. did, No, that's not time with the Jones. I get Don't that worry. all the time. Don't I worry look like it. him, but I get that all the time. But Seth Gecko, uh, if he's not an anti-hero, I don't know what is. Yeah, no, that's... And I think there's some argument that you could have that Gordon uh, is an anti-hero. But, you know, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think he's just a psychopath. I don't think there's anything about his brother, uh, Gordon, that uh, Tarantino played in that movie that's redeemable heroic at all mm-hmm. at least seth had some redeeming qualities yes he was a criminal yes he okay killed people for fun i don't think he killed people for fun though i think yeah, that I was the difference true. between yeah the, okay i get that yeah i think that was the difference right. between gordon and seth is that seth You're didn't right. kill people because at one point when so and see what what i love from dust dawn in fact i i went on a first date with someone uh, to go see this movie. That's and that's, that's a legit first that, date. Oh, absolutely. That's how you you really tell is this, you know, is this going to is this going to work? Is this going to stick or not? So, he left Gordon with the uh the bank uh teller that they had uh, or the lady that worked at the bank that they had uh, kidnapped. And he uh, the way that scene was shot, you it was that was good no, filmmaking for, because I felt uncomfortable. That's when you knew he Tarantino had, had something. Yes. Yeah. He had, uh, well, Tarantino wrote it. 
Robert mm-hmm. Rodriguez directed it. Right. Um, you know something vile yeah. had happened to this Absolutely. lady. Because you got those flashes. It was clear. And just, I'm going to say that uh, Clooney's performance, uh, this is his really his first starring movie role. Right. And I, I thought he was great. I don't know that he's done anything better since. And I'm being serious. Like, yeah, I, I like the Ocean's Eleven movie, but that's, those are great. But I don't but know that it's char- better than from Dust Till Dawn. He just owned this character. He and, did, and I, I felt like maybe you know, of course, he had the popularity uh, uh, from ER. From ER. Right. Uh, but I felt like he stepped into this role and just kind of let it all hang out and just just ran with it, as opposed mm-hmm. to you know keeping up the, some sort of movie star persona. It's just like, okay, this is my shot. I'm just going to do this. And I'm just going to go for it. And yeah, and I loved it. Yeah. And I loved the whole movie. He was sold out to it for sure. Yeah. And, but the way that they filmed that and his response to whatever it is that his brother had done to this lady. And then you could, you could feel that it, it bothered him. Right. So, so there, you know, there you go. You've got some example or, 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 or some uh, sight into, um, his, his character mm. uh, that there's just some things that you don't do, which is exactly what he told his brother. Is like right. he grabbed him, he said, "There are things that you don't don't do." do. Yeah, and uh, but then uh, later on in the movie, when the vampires show up, okay, it's go time, and he's got these people that he's going to help fight, mm-hmm. uh, and he realizes that there is there's more to life than just what he wants, right? And so he what does a realization. He, he does yeah. yeah. Once we all hit that realization, right. we're 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 ahead of the game. Sure. But nice. I, I thought that was a great example. That's a great example. Okay, for me on my list, the first one I thought of was Rooster Cogburn and recently was remade. Uh True Grit. Rooster Cogburn was also another movie. Um, Jeff Bridges remade the character. But you can't. The Duke. I mean, fucking John Wayne. You cannot go wrong. Nobody better. No. And that character, I think, sir, is one of the pinnacle performances of an antihero because he doesn't give a shit about anybody no. except himself. And But the more he interacts with this young girl through the film he really starts to care about her and maybe even put her in front of himself because he's an old set in his ways kind of guy and then drinks and smokes and grizzled 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 is a dirty doesn't care has no problem killing people or hurting people to get his way but in the end he does some heroic things to save this girl and i think he was he's the first person that really came to my mind and i don't think he's i mean like you said, it's it's a weird list, but that's just someone I wanted to touch on because John Wayne is that character, and I love John Wayne, which is the nerd in me. How can I, you not? I know. I mean, I grew up, every time I'd go to my grandparents' house, the only thing we could watch was John Wayne, which was fine because there's some John Wayne movies, which are fantastic, but Rooster Cogburn and the character of Rooster Cogburn fits the anti-hero mold. Because it's not a typical John Wayne character who's always a hero and is good all the time. This one was morally gray, ambiguous in some things, mm-hmm. and, but served his role and his purpose to help this girl and to help her get vengeance and justice for what she was seeking. And he was able to help her do that, even though he was an ass the whole time. So. What did you think of the update? 
I really liked the update. Actually, I think Jeff Bridges did an amazing job of separating himself from the John Wayne character. And I think he even made it, made Rooster Cogburn maybe a little more dirty and a little more <laughs> uh, just disgusting and didn't care about anything and maybe even meaner. Which, okay. you know, so I liked the role. And then the scene with Ned, with Ned's gang, Ned, the Ned Pepper gang, where he's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's bold talk for one eyed fat man, you know. I love that scene. And I think it's one of the best scenes in film history where he goes and he just, like, one versus four, <laughs> bold talk for one eyed fat man. Well, fuck you. I'm about to murder your ass. <laughs> so I, I like that scene. And I think Jeff good. Bridges did a really good job of okay. updating it. And Haley. Steinfeld, I think, is the girl that played it. Did it? I think is better than. Yeah, I think that's right. And then Matt Damon, I'm a Texas Ranger. You know, he did a great job you know too. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that I'm guy. I'm tired of Matt Damon. Oh, he did so good as Lviv, though. So good. Interstellar's but, about to come out again. I want to watch it again. Just, oh, just. I've never hated that motherfucker any more than that movie. Uh, I'm sorry, but no, awful. It's okay. Okay, go ahead. Speaking of Jeff Bridges, can the dude be considered an anti-hero? I don't see why not. But he's not heroic. You know, he's not heroic in any sense. Hmm. I don't know. I was just throwing that out there. I, I don't want to. Do- I don't want to dwell on it. Oh, I yeah. do too. Uh, and yeah, if, if we, we get talk- on that, if we talked about the Big Lebowski. This would be a three-hour podcast uh, at least. Well, okay. Then do you want to go another one? Or do you want me to go? Uh, well, you know, I, we have another. We have another example. Do we? Uh, we do. So we had Machete. Uh-huh. That was suggested by the oh, good, that's right, that's right. good old boys from the Shake Cast podcast. <laughs> Love those guys. Um, that's Jack. one of the podcasts I catch every week. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We got uh, we got the guys from over at uh, Pods Unknown. Right. Another uh, one I catch every week. And that is uh, Jack Burton. Wow. Jack Burton. That's a great example. I didn't even think about that. I didn't. You know what? It's funny. I didn't either. And I am so glad that, that they brought they, that up. That they brought that up because I was like, "Well, shit. Why is this not on my list?" They're and, right. And and I just watched it again recently. In really? Fact, in fact, I uh, I can't remember the last time I watched that. Uh, I think uh, I think Wyatt stayed home from school one day, and I don't know why I wasn't at work, but uh, why? We, we, because you don't want to go to work. We watched The Goonies, and we watched. Big Trouble in uh, Little China, yeah. and uh, I didn't care if his mom wanted to watch, wanted him to watch it or not. It wasn't Damn up to her. It. Wasn't That's up what to you her did for not being here. Um, <laughs> but Jack Burton, oh god. Well, I mean, most most of your protagonists in a John Carpenter right. film are not uh, going to be are not your polite. typical hero. No, <laughs> and any, they're a little rough around the edges. They are rough around the edges. So, but I. I am a huge fan of Big Trouble in Little China, so that's why I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't think of that. That this means there's too many examples. To, to there are think too many examples. Trying to narrow it down, we're just touching on ones that really have made an impact on us. That's and, right. And and so I know that the guys over on Does That Hold Up podcast did a episode on um, 
on this movie to see you really know, does recently it, does it, yeah recently maybe within the last what month did they or say so. because i think it holds up because it w- does hold up and in fact if i remember correctly they they said that as well uh, How could it and, not it, hold and up? it does because there's not it's, there's not any uh, the, the only effects within the movie that are uh, maybe a little cheesy is the floating uh, orb that's nothing but eyeballs that is a little cheesy it's a little cheesy but, but you the know, plot but but the movie itself is holds up it, it lent well the whole it does hold up but the whole premise of the movie itself is kind of cheesy so i don't think that's ever going to be one of those things where it's like oh wow that just completely takes you out no it fits even if it looks cheesy it fits with what they're trying to do but jack burton i mean kurt russell uh yeah gosh we we need to make sure that we don't go too long uh talking about kurt russell well i'm gonna talk about kurt russell oh are you because he's oh he's next on my list he's next on my list i mean kurt russell snake Pliskin, but and yeah, how can he's got to be on every list ever about antiheroes? Snake yeah. Pliskin, every you know, and Escape from New York, Escape from LA, and there was even a couple comics about Snake, which are fantastic. Uh, I think actually, uh, Boom, right? Uh, Boom Comics, yes, uh, just maybe even the last couple of months released a Escape from New York. Really, uh, comic. There was uh, there was and, a couple and, standalone and stories about, about, about Snake. six or seven issues into the Big Trouble in Little China uh, wow. uh, comic book, which picks up right after the end of the movie. Good for him. So, but Snake Pluskin, Escape from L.A., Escape. From, well, let's go with Escape from New York first. You know, I love the idea that there's so many criminals in the world that New York has to be turned into a prison, and, and the they, whole thing. Yeah, that's fantastic. But Snake, being a World War Three hero. Just, it turns to a life of crime because the government has really failed him, uh, killed his parents, murdered his parents, and then betrayed him in a couple instances, which you find out as you watch the movies. But I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Snake. Like the fight scenes that he has, say something. I know. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say some things. But the things that he does in Escape from New York, he he gets recruited by the government to help them save the president and then also find this black box and escape from L.A. Yeah, but he he's like, fuck you, I'm not going to help. Right, and they have to coerce him into doing it. By basically what? Well, what in the second one, and I remember in Escape from L.A. specifically, they put this toxin in him that it was going to kill him in a certain amount of time. He's Look, got a time limit to achieve his goal, otherwise yeah. he's going to die. And that's the same thing with the first one. Yes, well. it's, like, it's very similar. Uh, we have just uh, outfitted you with something that's going to explode in three right. hours, so either you do this or you die. But, I mean, he's just, just too cool. He's just a too cool of a guy, and... He doesn't get call me shit. snake or whatever. Hey, and then, then they call him snake. He's yeah. like, call me Pliskin. Pliskin. But <laughs> and then I love in the first one, it was like I thought you were dead. Yeah, no, which was a a reference to a John Wayne movie. It is absolutely. Big Jake. Jacob McCandles thought you were dead. Not hardly, you know. <laughs> but just the fact that he he does the right thing, and then he's in Escape from New, in New York specifically. He meets the. Oh God, I'm gonna fail right now. I don't you remember are, his name. You are a failure. I don't remember his name. But this whole podcast is a failure. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently. But he meets the guy that he had interacted with before, and then had done a bunch of jobs with before, and he does things. He 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 opposes the Duke of New York, who's really an ass and really a bad guy the whole time because he wants to to do the things that he's required to do and it not all, his only motivation isn't just to save himself i think which 
they kind of lead you to believe, but I think he's got a deeper motivation. He kind of wants to do the right thing, and these people that are just pure evil, he wants to oppose them, which I think is what makes him more of an anti-hero. Sure, he wants to save himself, and he doesn't want to die, but I think it's deeper than that. I think more than that. Really? I really do. I, I, cause I don't know if I got that at all. That's, I don't know. That's kind of the way I interpret it. And, well, maybe not to oppose him, but just be like, fuck you. I'm going to do this and I'm going to oppose you because I want to, because you're wrong and I'm right. And, you know, maybe it ends up being the right thing that he does. But, hmm. and that's the way I've seen it. Cause like in the escape from LA, uh, where he's doing the basketball scene, he he actually he actually succeeds in the basketball thing, which they think is impossible. Then he looks at the guy, and was like, "Yeah, what now, bitch? I've done this, so I'm good." That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, but Snake Pliskin for sure okay. is antihero. Okay, Kurt Russell. I think we've hit Kurt Russell enough. But uh, if, if he was here, we'd hit him again. I don't, I would never hit Kurt Russell. That's not what I'd be afraid he'd hit me back. Yeah. I was talking in the sexual sense, but go ahead. Oh, <laughs> just w- kidding. I'm just kidding. So, I would never hit Kurt Russell. Yeah, okay. Because he'd hit you back, <laughs> which would be okay. Mm. All right, what else? Who else? What do we do after that? Uh, so I also had Shrek on here as well. Who? Shrek. Oh, okay. Shrek. Yeah. Wow. Why not? No, I, no, I totally agree with you. I just didn't even think about that. Anyway, he's, he's like an onion. Layers. Yeah, many layers. A parfait. Everybody likes parfaits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's a, that's a great example. Of that is a great you. example. Uh, I I mean, at first, it's like, well, I my swamp. That's it. <laughs> just get out of my swamp. Why yeah. are you in my swamp? I just want to save my swamp. And if I don't do this, I might lose my swamp. No. I want y'all to leave me alone. Exactly. That's okay. That's all he wanted. His motivation to all that stuff was just to be like, okay, so if I do this... Will you leave me alone? And he didn't know he'd find love in the process. And he did. Good for him. But I think he became a hero. Sure. I so. mean, the anti-hero. Okay. And then another one on my list, Han Solo. Oh, gosh. From Star Wars. You can't you can't have a film list of anti-heroes without talking about Han Solo because he didn't want to be a hero. He even started, they said they'd pay him to save Leia and to get him... And to get um, Luke and Obi Wan where they needed to go, but as he as he went through the films and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, you could see him really move along the spectrum of you know what I'm really kind of selfish and I want to do this for money or to save my own ass because I've got a bounty on my head. But as the people, as Luke and Leia even saved him and rescued him, that's when he started to feel something more like a hero and he joined the rebellion and it felt like he was actually part of the rebellion instead of just being someone who did it for money and for own personal gain. He became a general. Absolutely. General solo. And there then the attack on the second death star when they're down on uh, indoor, you know, and <laughs> with the Ewoks fighting all those people so that they could blow up the shield. <sighs> what? I'm a nerd. I'm a huge star Wars nerd. I could have gone all day, all this episode all week without thinking about Ewoks without thinking about Ewoks oh each a woman you know what I'm saying I will take every Ewok ever over Jar Jar any day of the week Misa ruined movie no you (laughs) 
I would be okay if you never did that again. Okay. Well, I didn't say it in the Jar Jar accent, but Misa gonna do. Oh yeah, Misa ruin movie. Misa Jar Jar Binks. Misa ruin podcast. Yeah, apparently. But you did a really good Jar Jar. For how much you hate him, I do. But you can't. I just think you can't talk about antiheroes in films without Han Solo. No, I think he is one of the archetypes. I've used archetype a lot, but have almost to the point where is. Offensive? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll stop it's using lost archetype. Its meaning. I think there's so many that fit that description. So the last the last guy on my pseudo list. Do I need a drum roll? No. Okay. Michael Corleone. Oh, my God. Okay. I cannot disagree with you on that assessment. Uh, Man. Well, first of all, you're, you're talking about Al Pacino. I think I think if we talked about a real life antihero. Yeah. Can I get a cappuccino? Yes, funny. That's right. That's funny. <laughs> um and and I know that a lot of it a lot of it has to do with the charisma that Al Pacino brings to any role. Any role yeah. that he plays. But Michael Corleone First of all, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, those are probably some of the best movies ever made. Ever. I would agree. Absolutely. Ever, ever made. There's no disputing that. And his character, I think, goes from, he's never a hero, but I think in the Godfather, the the, the first one, uh, I think he's definitely an anti-hero, but, and he starts too as being an anti-hero, but then... He becomes the straight up villain. Yeah, he does for sure. Yeah, he does. Um, but those, oh man, those are so. Those movies are so great. Yeah, let's not talk about three, but one and two. Yeah, three is not bad, but it but, do, it doesn't but, hold up. You know, it's one of those things where three would probably be a better movie if one and two didn't exist. This is true, right? So, and I think it's a rare occasion where the sequel is better than the original. It I is. Think, it is I think a rare two occasion. is I think, better than one. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, uh, I think an example of that to to bring up Star Wars again, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes absolutely. Back. Absolutely, that's my favorite of the six. That's my favorite. Yeah, it, it is. It's the best. Yeah, but Michael Corleone. And what sealed it for me is the the scene between him and his older brother Fredo. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, they're they're having this discussion. Uh, it's just them. Uh, Fredo is just ups- he's just upset. I, I think it just his life and the way that it's turned out. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's the older brother, he should be getting some respect, and he should be. Um. Yeah, Michael doesn't give two shits about any of that. Um, Not at that point, he doesn't. But but by the end of that scene, what really grabbed me is the fact that when Fredo said his piece, he's like, Fredo, I, I don't have any use for you anymore. I don't need you. His own brother, his own flesh mm-hmm. and blood. I mean, it's very hard for me to think of me being able to do that at some point in my life to get to that point. But the, here's this this complete and utter asshole. Right. Fredo Fredo was an asshole. Let's I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. But he's blood. He's your brother. But, yeah, blood but, is thicker. But but Michael Corleone had aspirations. He had he had his eyes on the prize. 
And it didn't include anyone getting in his way, including blood. No. So just the way that that scene played out, that's that's the clincher for me. When I think of a, a quintessential movie anti-hero, yeah. uh, Michael Corleone. That's excellent. No one could have done it better than Al Pacino. No. But, but, that was but his, that's his you, role. Could you see yourself in a situation where you look at someone that is your blood no. and tell them, I have no use for you. No. I don't ever want to see you ever again. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear about you. If you go to visit our mother, and you need to let me know a day in advance so that <laughs> I'm not there. That's awesome. Either. I Basically, I don't care if you live or if you die. I don't give a shit about you. Right. No, I can't. I couldn't see myself doing that. That's. I mean, I love my brothers and my sisters. That's ridiculous to me. Yeah. Um, but of course, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I haven't wanted anything bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know that that's it. You know, I just, <laughs> it's it'll be hard to disassociate family from that way. Okay, I got a number one, and you're probably gonna hate it because you hate all my number ones. I do because I'm special. But my number this, is this Dragon Ball Z again? No, it's not Dragon Ball. No, not the film <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Fuck that movie. Ru- speaking of ruining something, no number one for me. Is Richard Riddick. Oh, no, I love this. Commonly known as just Riddick. Yes. But I... Fantastic. I cannot think of an, a better example of an antihero because this dude doesn't give a shit about anybody except for the people that he cares about, and he will do... Which is almost no one. Right. I mean, it's Jack and Kira in, you know, in Chronicles of Riddick. It's, her name is Kira, but Jack in the first one, Pitch Black... But he's a villain. He's a convicted felon. They're they're transporting him to get the bounty on his head and stuff like that. But he ends up saving them in Pitch Black. And also in Chronicles of Riddick, he saves them, saves a lot of the people. And then in the new one, Riddick, he saves a ton of people too. And he's like, I just got to get off this planet. The Necromongers have left me here to die, and I've survived, but I got to get off here now. So you people come help me. And, you know, I'll save you from all these crazy animals that happen to live on this planet to to save myself. So his motivation is never pure. His motivation is always selfish. And some I mean, sometimes it's about the people he cares about, too. But usually it's more self-serving. But you could see him even in Chronicles of Riddick with Kira. He had lived on this frozen wasteland for so long so that the mercs in the this Riddick world... Don't find the girl. Nerd. I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> Man, when, I, when I'm when i into something, I'm a nerd about it. But Balls deep. Balls deep. That's the only way I know how. <laughs> okay. That's the only way I know how. <laughs> but I don't I don't know what else to say about Riddick. Like, and I, I'm struggling. It's like you're enraptured. I mean, I love Vin Diesel for one thing. Like, I think he's an excellent actor. But the character Riddick struggles with the fact that he wa- he's this legitimate badass like he is he's the baddest badass in the universe easily mm-hmm. the baddest badass in the universe and so he can kill whoever he wants whenever he wants however he wants but without remorse well, no he doesn't care yeah like in the new i don't, I don't have you seen the new riddick yet I, you know honestly i have not seen that yet okay. but I, I love the character 
Yeah, there's this. You're one, not wrong. There's a scene where he's like, you know, I'm gonna kill this dude in the next three seconds while he's chained up, and he doesn't care. Like he he a machete falls on his foot and he kicks it up and then kicks it across the room and cuts this dude's head in half and kills him that way and he's like whatever now let me go and I'm gonna save your asses from all this stuff yeah so now that I've given you a demonstration <laughs> of my ability why don't you trust me to help you out right but in the first <laughs> one they thought that he had abandoned them for sure. Mm-hmm. In Pitch Black, they thought that he had abandoned them, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to help you guys out because together we can get out of here. And he saves Jack, finds out that he, like he knows that she's a girl before anybody else. And he's like, I'm going to save her. And the fact that you That's right. want to sacrifice That's all right. these people to save yourself is not okay. That's not what we're about. Like, we're in this together. Let's work together to get out of here. And he, he kind of serves that purpose, and that's his morals and ethics all the way through all the films. Mm-hmm. So not a typical hero because he kills without remorse, leaves a path and a wake of destruction behind him when he achieves his goals. But when he sets his mind on something, he will achieve it, and sometimes it's heroic in what he wants to do and the goals that he has. Is it possible to... um want to save someone for purely selfish motivation in the sense that I'm going to put myself in harm's way to save someone. Not that I give a shit about them, but the, uh, what I, but, but because I do give a shit about them, I can't bear the thought of how I would feel if they were no longer here. And so Yes. I'm not saving them to save them for the sake of saving them because I love them is I can't bear the thought of the pain and anguish that I would feel if they were no longer around. Absolutely. I think that's, huh. I mean, I think there's a motivation often for anti-heroes or just people, just people in general. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that it's about Riddick. Thought. I mean, I, I don't, just, have, it just occurred to me. I was yeah. like, hmm. I don't have the killing ability that Riddick has in any point. You don't? No. I mean, no, there's not even close. I we, couldn't. Well, you have the skill set. Yeah. Just, just not the. Just not the prowess. Oh, okay. Yeah. But. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I think that his motivation and his understanding, there's people that I care about that I would do anything for. Okay. And that I would probably be willing to kill for. And that's one thing I understand about Riddick is that he is more than willing to do whatever it takes to save the people that he cares about. I mean, he has no problem killing just for fun. So set aside what is commonly accepted as mor- morally right or morally acceptable. Right. I can set that aside to fit my agenda, which is taking care of what I love. Right. Okay. And there's a few people around me that I care about enough to do whatever it takes to keep them safe. Okay. Sure. Is that it? That is it. We made it. We ended with Riddick, and I think that's an okay way to end. That is the perfect way to end. We made it through Anti-Heroes Week. Well, we didn't talk about every anti-hero no, ever. There's I no we way covered, we could have talked about every anti-hero I think ever. we covered the ones that are the most awesome in our minds. Absolutely. And that's really all that matters. And that's what's important, is what we think. That's right. Is it? Well, yeah, I we, hope so. Yeah, well, Who, who's doing this? That's true, and I have no problem with people disagreeing with me. And I, this is one of my favorite things. Is I have no problem with people being wrong either. Yeah, have a discussion with me. <laughs> Let's talk about it, and yeah. I would love to hear who you think. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I mean, you can broaden my horizons. I can broaden your horizons. It's a, it's a discussion. It is a discussion, and we love discussions, not just with us, but with you guys. Right. We discuss things all the time. Oh, God. To ad nauseum. Yeah, that's the truth. And it's, I'm, I'm really surprised that we're able to do this. With how much we talk outside of this? And still be friends. Nah, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Because it's just... Well, it's because the other people who know really kind of suck ass. Uh, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be a different topic week. People we know that suck ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's keep the discussion going. Please. Next absolutely. week, we'll go back to our normal schedule of just one episode. And don't be too sad. Yeah, I but mean, we're gonna pick up. We're gonna pick up uh, Helix. the Helix discussion with episode six, and it was really picking up. I think it's a good time to take a break. Yeah, but I, it's really going in a good direction. So come talk Absolutely. to us about Helix. So if you haven't, if you haven't uh, caught up on Helix, watch episode. You have permission to, to binge. binge watch episodes one through five. Yes, you do. But don't watch. Well, I guess I actually do watch, watch episode six. six. Yeah, because that's so what we're that, going to watch. Uh, and, and hey, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you thought about that episode. Um, you can catch me, Josh, at NthCast. Or you can catch me, JD, at NthCast Metal. And we're probably going to do a movie. Haven't decided what that's going to be yet. Uh, so many options. We're getting so close to summer. Uh, the hope is that there's going to be some excellent movies coming out so far this year. Uh, if you've listened to any of the reviews that we've done. We have not watched any good movies. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, except for I, I enjoyed Cinderella with the kids, but we lost that yeah. uh, uh, review. Which was a shame. Um, yeah, it's okay. Because Chappie was disappointing. It was disappointing. But there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff coming up that, that I'm excited, excited for. About. Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, Ultron. Uh, there's a lot of smaller movies that I'm excited about, like Ex Machina. Um, I'm actually excited about the uh, Child 44 movie with yeah. Gary Oldman and Tom Hardy. The Last Witch Hunter. The last. Oh, that's not until later in the year. I'm okay. really excited about that, though. Are you? Yeah. Did, Speaking of Mad Max, though, did you know that they're making that into a comic? Are they? Yeah. Well, have to check that out. Yeah, Vertigo is going to do that. Hey, maybe we can get a review copy of that. I would like to do that. All right, so we hope you the we hope that you've enjoyed Anti Heroes Week. Um, we had we a good time have. doing it. Absolutely. Anytime we can talk about stuff that we love for an extended period of time, and all of the episodes went way longer than we thought they would. Way longer than we thought. Um, it was great, uh, and so we're going to continue to do topic weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know what frequency we're going to do them at. Um, maybe once a month. I don't. I don't know. We once haven't. A quarter. Maybe once a quarter. We haven't decided yet. But yeah. catch us. Uh, uh, catch us next uh, Tuesday uh, for episode. I guess nineteen. Twenty. Twenty. This was. 19. I don't know what the hell we're doing anymore. Uh, do you know what we're? Uh, we're gonna. This is episode nineteen. I know that. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that and, escalated quickly. And please go please go by our website, nthcast.com. You can catch up on all the previous episodes. All 19 of them. All 19. And uh, like us on uh, Facebook. Or, Facebook. No, it's follow on Twitter. God, follow, do yeah. I have to? Do you have to do everything? I do have to do oh, everything. Uh, just so you can keep up. And yeah. uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks again for listening this week. We had a good time. And hey, we'll see you Tuesday. You're the reason we do this show, and uh, we want to hear from you. For sure. Take care.